Good morning. Today we'll be studying the fifth chapter of Hilchot Shevitat Yom Tov, and this chapter will deal with Hotzaa uh, and the specifics of transporting objects on Yom Tov. Um, Rabbi Yosef Kafi makes a note here um, that all of the Isurim that we'll be talking about in the following halachot are relevant only in regards to Reshut Harabim, because Hachamim did not want did not want people to carry an issue to beam because they didn't want um, people to get the feeling that um, just because carrying is allowed in issue to beam that um, they'll get the feeling that it's just a regular weekday however the there isn't um, an issue in terms of carrying any of the following in, uh, carrying objects in the following halakhot in issue tayahid and as we talked about in the previous chapters, um, transporting objects on Yom Tov is allowed because Hamim didn't want um, people to limit their enjoyment and happiness on Yom Tov. Just because the transportation of objects on Yom Tov was permitted, um, even for objects that one could have transported prior to Yom Tov, one may not carry heavy loads on Yom Tov as he would ordinarily do on a weekday, and rather he has to change the way um, he would typically do it. However, if he, a person can't change the way he would ordinarily do it, it is permitted. How so? Um, if a person is transporting jars of wine from place to place, one should not carry them and transport them in large or small baskets. Rather, you should carry it on one your shoulders or in your arms in front of you. someone who is carrying straw, lo yafshit et beyado. Someone who's transporting straw should not hang the basket behind him. Rather, you should hold it in your hand. And again, the large majority of these halachot um, are in order for a person not to feel as if it's a weekday. Uh, and the reason hachamim allowed it is for people not to uh, limit their enjoyment on Yom, on Yom Tov and feel uh, trapped um, that they cannot transport objects. Halachabet. <laughs> So two objects that are typically carried using a pole. You should carry them um, on your back behind you. Objects that are typically carried behind you on your back, you should carry them on your shoulders. So two things that are typically carried on one's shoulder, shoulders, one should carry them with his hands in front of him, or you should carry them 
um, with a you should wrap them with a cloth and carry the cloth with the object inside. And anything, uh, any other type of of shinui of this sort would be permitted. And if it is um, implausible for a person to to carry with a shinui, you may um, carry um, how you would ordinarily carry on a weekday. When is this true? This is only true in regards to when a human being is carrying the object. However, if you transport the object on the back of an animal, you should not uh, transport the object at all because that is how um, objects are typically transported on a weekday and um, there isn't really any shinui here, any difference between the weekday and the Yom Tov. One may not um, drive or steer the animal using a stick. And a blind person may not go out in Yeshut Rabim, it seems, with his stick, um, and a uh, shepherd with his pouch, and we, and someone important, no, sorry, and someone who, um, and someone important, back in the day they would typically, um, if there's someone important back in the day, they would typically, um, and the person would go from place to place, people would usually carry his chair after him in order for that person to sit in his chair when they arrive to the place that they were going to. So it is pro prohibited to do so. Um, and all of these things um, are prohibited because um, it's they're because all of these things are typically done on a weekday and we didn't want um, people to do these things on Yom Tov because there wouldn't be any difference between um, that and Yom Tov, that and weekday. However, someone important, like a dignitary, that would be disrespectful for um, people not to, to bring the chair following him. So you may um, bring the chair after this type of individual, and you can even carry him on one's shoulders and even carry him using an exquisite chair. One may not um, transport a ladder uh, that was typically used for dove cages. From, so you can't transport the ladder from dove cage to dove cage in the Shut Rabim in order for people not who for other bystanders to see and to potentially say that this individual is going to fix his roof with that ladder. However, an individual in a Yishut HaYahid may um, transport the ladder. Despite the fact that Chachamim um, 
whenever they prohibited uh, things uh, for appearance sake, Marita'ayin is for appearance sake, even in the most private of places, here Hahamim allowed it, allowed the transporting of the ladder from Rishutar Yahid, uh, even though it's prohibited in Rishutar Abim because people may say he's going to fix his roof. Here Hahamim allowed it because they didn't want someone to limit his enjoyment on, um, on Yom Tov. Someone who had fruits that were drying on his roof. And however, he needed to move them to another place uh, because of the rain potentially. One may not pass it over from, from one roof to another, even if the roofs were equal in height. And one may not lower them with a rope into the window and may not bring them down uh, with a ladder because that would, that's the way it would typically done, be done on, on a weekday. Rather, you can drop them um, in the window of the roof, um, even from one place of the roof to the other. So if you have multiple places in the roof, multiple windows um, or attics in the roof, you can drop the fruits in them. If one did shahita on an animal in the field, one should not bring it um, um, hanging on a pole or on some type of stretcher. Um, rather, you should bring it piece by piece again, just so you will you you, you wouldn't do anything. Uh, you would try. Hamim really tried to limit the things done on Yom Tov the same way they were done on a weekday, and all of these things were typically done. All of these, everything that we've been speaking about, are th prohibited are things that um, it would ordinarily be done on a weekday. So the same with the shechita that on a weekday people would typically bring it on a bring the animal that they would slaughter on a pole or stretcher. Rather, Hamim on Yom Tov wanted people to bring it piece by piece. Items that are can be used immediately on a weekday, despite the fact that they cannot be used immediately on Yom Tov, for example, tefillin, tefillin is not worn on Yom Tov, rather it is only worn on a weekday, one may send them to his friend on Yom Tov. And we don't even need to mention things that can be used immediately on Yom Tov. For example, wine or oil or flour that obviously would be permitted to send them. However, different things that cannot be used right away on a weekday until you do something um, to it that would be prohibited on Yom Tov, one may not send an item of this sort 
on Yom Tov. And Harabam will give an example on the next halacha. Kitzad, en meshelachin be Yom Tov tivua. Lefi, she en neotin bah bahol, elaim ken tahan, vasudit hon be Yom Tov. A person may not send to his friends fresh produce. So, for example, fresh wheat. Because one may not, can't really, can't immediately enjoy them on Yom Tov, on Yom on a weekday, unless he grinded the wheat, and it is prohibited to grind on Yom Tov. However, um, different types of legumes that may be boiled or roasted on Yom Tov, uh, one may um, send that to his friend on Yom Tov, because there isn't a prohibited action here that would uh, that wouldn't allow a person to use it immediately on Yom Tov on a on a weekday. So too, it is allowed for one to send an animal, even if the animal is alive, because it is permitted to do shechita on Yom Tov. So too, anything of this sort. Anything that is permitted to be sent on Yom Tov, if a person wants to send it to his friend as a gift, one should not send it as a part of a procession. And the procession that we're referring to here um, cannot be less than three people. Ketzad. So, for example, if someone sent his friend animals or wine um, with three or four people, one after another, and they're all walking in a row in, in a type of procession, it is prohibited because that's how gifts would typically be sent on a weekday. However, if he sent three different types of objects in three different in the hands of three different people, um, but as part of but they were part of one group, it is allowed. So long as they don't walk in a procession or as long as it is not done as it would typically be done on a weekday. Um, the next halachot will deal with um, ownership of um, if anyone uh, forgot, uh, it is prohibited for a person, just like on Shabbat, uh, to uh, leave 2,000 amot in any direction um, from the city or from a place that he established his residence on Shabbat. And we said that placing a meal um, in a certain place acquires a person's residence for Shabbat and allow a person to walk 2,000 amot in every in any direction um, from the place that he put the meal. So, let's jump into it. Someone who did um, on Yom Tov, so he placed um, the meal and acquired his residence in a certain place. 
his animals, his utensils, and his um, produce are considered part of him and can only go 2,000 amot in any direction from where he established his residence on Shabbat by placing the meal. Ownerless objects are considered um, as if the feet of the person who um, acquired them. And we'll see this term in the following halachot of um, Basically, the idea is that they may be taken wherever the person who acquired them goes. Objects of a goy um, have established their residence wherever they are found, wherever they are acquired um, when Yom Tov begins, and they have 2,000 amot in every direction from that place. And Chachamim enacted this rule for, for Goyim because the same rule applies for a Jewish owner. <clears throat> Fruits that were taken outside of the Tehum and were returned to the Tehum, even purposefully, did not lose um, their residence, so to speak. And it's as we consider, consider them as if a person, as a person who left the home by mistake and returned by mistake, and a person like this, it's as if he never left the home, so he can walk um, two thousand amot in every direction um, from wherever he establishes residence on Shabbat. Again, this is assuming um, he did it by accident, and those fruits that were taken out of the home and returned, um, it's as if they never left the home. Someone who lent his um, animal to his son, one can only move the animal within the father's home because it was the father's property um, before Yom Tov. And, um, and the son is only borrowing it, so you can only move it within the father's home. Because the father is the one who had ownership of it before Yom Tov. One who gave the animal to the uh, to a shepherd, even if it was given to him on Yom Tov, um, you may move the animal uh, within the shepherd's tehum. If it was given to two shepherds, it's as if. We consider um, you can only move uh, the animal in the owner's home because neither one acquired full ownership of it. Because we have a rule that um, you cannot give ownership of an object um, to two different people. Someone who invited guests on Yom Tov, those guests may not take the food of the 
of the um, of the individual of the host um, to a place that the host may not go because the food anything um, all the food that was prepared in the meal only have the limits of the host and do not have the limits of the guest unless he transferred title to them from before Yom Tov. So to someone who had fruits stored or produce stored in another city. And the other members of the city made an Eruv so that that person can come to them. They may not bring any of his produce to him. Because those fruits are considered part of him. They only have his limits, despite the fact that they are in the domain of those people who did the Eruv. When is this said? When the owner specified a corner for them. However, if the owner did not specify a corner for them, um, they have the limits of the person who um, the fruits are stored there. A well or anything that um, that is in the well, uh, namely water, um, have the same limits of its owner. And a well and water um, of people of a city have the limits of the people of that city. Those people who um, are coming from Bavel to Eretz Israel that would come um, typically for the um, Adiyala Regel, um, they would have wells back in the day that were basically um, public wells for the people who would come from Bavel to Eretz Israel, and it was common property and belonging to everyone. Are um, have the water has the limits of the person who drew them, drew the water. As anyone who drew the water um, would typically take the water um, to wherever he's going. Streams and strings and springs have the li- have the limit of um, anyone who took the water from there. If they were coming from, if the if the streams or springs are streaming from uh, outside the home to inside the home, water may be drawn from them. Um, needless to say, on Yom Tov. Here it seems that Harambam is referring to Shabbat. I'm not sure, um, but it seems so. And yeah, it seems that Harambam is talking on Shabbat, that water may be drawn from a spring or, or a stream that is comes from outside the home, the tehum to inside the tehum, and it is also permissible on Yom Tov. The ox of a herdsman um, have the limits of the people of the city. 
כי רגלי מי שלקחו לשוחתו ביום טוב, מפני שדעת בעליו למוכרו לאנשים אחרים חוץ מאנשי אותה העיר, מפני שהוא מפותם, והכל שומעים שומעו ובאים לקחתו. As we talked about in the previous chapter, there were people back in the day who would um, fatten the ox and feed it certain foods, uh, who were experts in doing this, are considered, um, so in terms of um, taking it um, different places on Yom Tov, they are considered, a per- they have the limits of the person who bought it to do shahita for it on Yom Tov, because these types of ox were only sold to do shahita typically um, soon after they were bought. Um, because the intent of the owner is to sell it to other people inside the city um, because it's, again, one of these types of fattened, fattened um, ox. And people would typically come to him on Yom Tov um, and acquire the, um, the ox. And if the ox and so to anyone who, if a person slaughtered this type of fattened ox on Yom Tov and sold his meat, anyone who bought the meat um, has, um, yeah, anyone who acquired the meat, the meat has the limits of whoever acquired it. Because the intent of the person who is selling the meat is the following. Because his intent from the get-go is that people, from the, is that other people from different cities and from people from all over would come and buy the meat and it's we can we view we view it this whole situation as um, similar to the well of those people who are coming from Bavel to Israel that is considered common property and whoever acquire, whoever takes um, or acquires the meat um, can take it to wherever his limits allow him to take it. Coals have limits of its owners, not the limits of someone who borrows it. A flame have the limits of whoever um, is holding the flame, or or the flame is under its ownership, under whose whoever's ownership. Therefore, someone who lights a lamp um, or wood from his fellow may take it to wherever he um, may go, wherever he is allowed to go, rather. Someone who borrowed a, a utensil from his fellow on Yom Tov, despite the fact that he gave it to him on Yom Tov, um, it has the limits of the um, borrower. If one borrowed something on Yom Tov, someone who borrowed an object from someone else on Yom Tov, despite the fact that um, 
the borrower regular borrows the same thing on a weekday um, no sorry despite the fact that on every Yom Tov a person um, borrows that object from his friend it's still um, the limits of that object have the limits of the lender not of the borrower two people that borrowed a garment one person um, borrowed it for the morning and one person borrowed it for the evening it's this this garment has the um, limits of both of them and one can only take it to where both of these people are permitted to go. Halacha yotet. Ketzad. How so? Hareshi arav harishon berichuk elef amam makom haluk la mizrah. Ve'erev hasheni berichuk hamesh meot amam makom haluk la ma'arav. Kesheholek harishon haluk. Eno molichu ba mizrah. Ela ad elef ha'amma meot ha'amma makom haluk. Shehu sofa tehom shehol ze. Thus, if the first borrower has um, acquired his residence 1,000 amot to the east of the location of the garment. And the second borrower has, uh, his tehum is 500 cubit, 500 amot to the west. The rule is the following. When the first borrower um, has possession of the garment, he may only take it up to 1,500 cubits east of its original location. location. This being the first, furthest distance to the east of the second borrower, for whom, for whose tomb is in the west, can go. Again, when the second borrower is in possession of the keli, he can only take it up to 1,000 amot west of the original location, this being the furthest distance to the west of the first borrower, whose tehum is in the east, can go. Therefore, one borrower whose tehum is 2,000 amot to the east of the Kelly's place, the other, and the other person has 2,000, his, his tehum is 2,000 amot to the west, they cannot move it at all from its original place. So too, a woman who borrows water or salt from her neighbor to be used during kneading or cooking, the dough, uh, the dish can only be taken where both women are permitted to walk. So too, if a people jointly buy an animal and do shahita on it, on Yom Tov, the meat can only be taken to where both people can walk, even if the two, um, 
acquired each piece because the entire um, piece of meat um, have the limits of the two of them. However, if they took, they acquired, if they jointly acquired um, a jar, and they split ownership of it um, on Yom Tov, if they split it, each share has the permitted, has the can, has the acquire and has the limits of its owner. For, since the restriction of the Tehumin is Midrabanan, um, the choice of the shares is held to be effective retroactively, and each share is regarded as if it was already chosen and separate inside the jug from before Yom Tov without the shares of the, each person being mixed together. However, the same cannot be applied to an animal. So you can't, cannot apply the same rule to an animal. However, for even if we do regard each share of the owners as already marked off the animal and, and divided up uh, prior to Yom Tov, it continues to draw sustenance from the others from the other owner's share while the animal is alive because all parts of the a living animal draw sustenance from each other so that each um, owner um, and each part of the animal contains within it um, the other person's share. Therefore, the meat can only be taken to the limits that each um, person is permitted to go there on Yom Tov.